Welcome to First Words, a podcast presented by the First United Methodist Church of Florence. Today's message is brought to you by Associate Pastor Rev. Dr. Terry Stubblefield. November 21st, 2021, Christ the King Sunday. Today is Christ the King, the Reign of Christ Sunday. This is the last Sunday in our liturgical year, our Christian year. Next Sunday begins the Advent season when we wait with expectation the coming of the Savior. So today we celebrate Jesus Christ as Lord of all, the church, the world, and our lives. Jesus Christ is the King of the kingdom. Our scripture text today is 1 John 18, 36. Many of us use the New International Version, and it says, Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. Actually, a better translation would be John 18, 36 than the New Revised Standard Version when Jesus said, my kingdom is not from this world. If my kingdom was from this world, my followers would be fighting to keep me from being handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not from here. Other text today is from Matthew 25, 31 through 40. And Jesus here is portrayed as the king. We read, when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he'll sit on his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he'll separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He'll put the sheep on his right and the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on the right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you gave me clothes. I was sick. You looked after me. I was in prison. You came to visit. Then the righteous will answer him and ask, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in, or needing clothes and give you clothes? When did we see you sick or in prison and go and visit you? And the king will say, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Now, this talk about king and kingdom, rule and power, may make us uncomfortable. The image of Jesus as a king may be an obstacle. What do you think about when you think about a king? Do you think about bowing on your knees to a king? Our American Revolution was a revolt against king and empire. And think about how people felt after the American Revolution, when hardships were endured and blood was shed, opposing the king of England. How did the people feel when the Bible was written? They were under the rule of the Roman emperor, a king. God, or Jesus as king, is a problem when king means tyrant, oppressor, imperialism, and power over us. And we in America are modern people without any real experience of having a king with power and control over our lives. But our God does not deserve the attributes we assign to kings on earth. Now, the reading from John 18, 36 comes from the story of the trial and crucifixion of Jesus. And Jesus doesn't look like a king here. He's standing before Pilate, who's the local representative of the Roman Empire, the governor of Judea, a province of the Roman Empire. And in the interview of Jesus by Pilate, Pilate asked, Are you the king of the world? Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus said, my kingdom is not from this world. 
it was from the world. My followers would be fighting to keep me from being handed over to the authorities. My, my kingdom is not from here. Now, some translations phrase this as my kingdom is not of this world. And this is a significant difference. If the kingdom is not from the world or the kingdom not being of the world, if we believe the kingdom is not of the world, then it's just a short jump to saying that the kingdom is not in the world. And this misunderstanding has a bad influence on our beliefs of how we should live in the world. Now think about it. Should our Christian beliefs be about our own private conduct or should it lead us to influence society as well? Is being a Christian only means having a good marriage, a good life, a strong family, or is it about making a difference in the lives of disadvantaged? Should Christians help the disadvantaged or work to change political and economic structures that cause human suffering? Should our Christian movement be seen as a danger to the way of life of the society around us? Jesus was perceived as a threat to the society of his day, and they were so disturbed they wanted to get rid of him. If the message of Jesus was only to do with us becoming better people individually, if love your neighbor only applied to our private relationships, then why was Jesus seen as such a threat? If we believe that Jesus meant that his kingdom is not in the world, would we go on to say that Jesus as king is not here and now, but in some other place and some other time? So if we believe that, what Jesus says is not that important. Our world is in the, the kingdom of darkness and evil, and we have to play by the rules of darkness and evil to survive here. But one day, we'll die and go to heaven. Then we'll live in the kingdom of Jesus, and his rules will apply then. But it's not here yet. We wait for it. We look forward to it. It's not here, and we can't live right now as if it already arrived. Really, that's not what Jesus is saying. This has a drastic effect on the way we understand what to do with the commands of Jesus. And Jesus gave us some demanding instructions. He says, do not murder, but he also says, don't hate or be angry. We're not to commit adultery, but also not to lust after somebody else. We're always to be truthful, to love everyone, not just our friends, and to be perfect. Jesus even told his disciples not to accumulate large bank accounts, but to help the poor. In Nazareth, Jesus quoted Isaiah and said that he was anointed to bring good news to the poor, free the oppressed, and help the sick. So Jesus was not saying, my kingdom is not in the world. He was saying his kingdom was not of or from the world. Jesus is saying that his kingdom comes from another place and has a different character than the kingdoms we know about in this world. The kingdoms of this world are based on power and military might. That's not the way Jesus worked. When he came as our king, he was a servant of all, healing the sick, caring for the needy, giving his life to save us. The kingdoms of this world are kept in place by power and violence, but the kingdom of Jesus is not. The kingdom of Jesus is based on the power of love, doing good, and blessing others. Now listen to some of the images of God as king in the Bible. In Ezekiel, God as king is a shepherd who protects the weak, treats the injured, leads the flock to grass and water. Jesus told a parable about the kingdom in Matthew 25. Here we have a king that judges subjects on not how they've served the king, but on how they've treated the very least, the poor, the lost, the hungry, the stranger. And in spite of all this, we still grapple with the idea of calling God our king. 
to pray that God will rule our hearts. We're Americans. We're independent. We love freedom. We're strong-willed. Now, if we think we don't serve other kings or queens, we're lying to ourselves. There are powers on our earth that rule our minds and our hearts. And when we think about what it would take to be a better person, it usually involves something or someone who rules over us instead of the God who calls us with promises to care for us, who tells us to love and to seek the best for others. Now, very few of us like to admit that we're powerless over anything. Few of us are sure about God's role in our lives, and even fewer still are willing to turn over our will and lives to the care of God. But the vision of what would happen if we could, if we accepted God, accepted Jesus as king, is the dream of God. Now, God will not make us do anything we do not want to do, nor will God stop us from doing what we want to do. That's not how God operates. That's not how he made us. So to imagine God as king, as ruler, is to imagine that God could control my will and direct my actions, that God is ruling my heart, and then to act as if God is in control. So it's time to admit that there are forces in our lives that keep us from living and acting as God would have us live. And God can free us from that kind of life. It's time to ask God to take over my operating system and align us with his dreams for us. Then we could ask God to be the force in our lives that rules our hearts, aligns our wills, guides our hands, our feet, and our words. Then we can live as though God was in charge. So God, help us to help ourselves be our God, our shepherd, our father, and our king. Thank you for listening to First Words. For information about our services or how to get involved in the community, visit us at fumcflorence.org and on facebook.com slash florencefumc.